haunted by the movie that George Lucas never should have given us. <laughs> Alright, welcome to the Cinema Talk Podcast. Today we're talking about Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, starring Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, Ian McDermott, Dude. Samuel L. Jackson's, Christopher Lee, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, and Frank Oz, directed by George Lucas. I am Ryan, co-host of the CTP. I am Brendan, co-host and editor of the Cinema Talk Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Logan. <laughs> they show up. They show, <laughs> they show, we up. show up. Yeah, we do. We watch movies and we show up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, if you guys didn't know, we had a little bit of a technical malfunction Shut with the, the last... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's, no, I'm not, I'm not believing this on Brendan. <laughs> we did. I, I did. <laughs> we don't really know how it happened, but all of a sudden no, they no. were just an extra hour and like ten minutes on uh, <laughs> Dead and Air a weird, the end There was like a weird minutes. warped version of our theme song right at the end. Really? Really yeah. strange. And like creepy. I went back and listened to it. I was like, how did that even happen? Yeah, so like... George if, Lucas heard the podcast dude, and if got you, off. If you looked at the Phantom Menace podcast like on iTunes or something and saw like... Like almost three hours, and we're like, screw that, I'm not listening to that. It's Please. not that long. Go back, go and, back listen and listen to it. To it is pretty long, but it's really It's funny. one of our longer episodes. It's, it's not hilarious. our longest episode. That's still Justice League by about 15 minutes. But um, And here's a plus of the Phantom Menace episode. It's more enjoyable than watching the Phantom Menace. Yes, it's oh, true. It, it's funnier than Jar Jar. By about a factor of 10. I, I, feel, like I, <laughs> I feel like I don't like to self-judge ourselves like this, but I will say we were funnier on that podcast than Jar Jar that's was. A, that's a low yeah, bar. That's a good it's a low I bar, think, but I think feel like we crossed it. I think we can safely say that we're funnier than Jar Jar. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, we're here, we're, after, hey guys, after this podcast, we're almost done with the prequels. Yeah. Oh, Thank oh, God. That's what I said to you when you I got know, here. <laughs> I know, I was like, we're, we're getting there, guys. Um, so I guess, like we've been doing for the rest of them, um, background with this movie, how'd you feel about it going into the movie, Brendan? Oh, um, so I grew up watching the prequels, uh, obviously, I talked about that a little bit in The Phantom Menace. Um, watching all the Star Wars movies, of course, but, uh, and as a kid, you, you kind of get a sense of, like, that, hey, maybe the, at least I did, I was like, maybe the acting isn't kind of great, maybe some of this is a little bit silly, but, like, I was like, you know what, you got these two, like, huge armies blowing each other up, and just, like, taking the hits, and, oh, man, there's Jango Fett, and, like, stuff like that, and, uh, I mean, I didn't really understand, like, uh, how terrible the romance between Anakin and Padme was as a kid, but watching it more as I was growing up, uh, it was like, just, God, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> it betrays everything that it could have been, and it's like, I'm going to talk about this a lot, how I think that Attack of the Clones actually had potential to be one of the best Star Wars movies, and it flopped on its stupid fucking face. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. Great. Uh, yeah, so my background with this movie is similar uh, to The Phantom Menace. Like I said in that podcast, I did not grow up watching the prequels, so I immediately had a negative uh, perception of them. I, wa I watched this one in middle school as well, along with uh, Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. Hated it. Hated the stupid romance. Um, it, it, it just, it was disgusting. And I haven't, I, the, when I watched it um, recently, it was the first time I had seen it since middle school. Because it just was so bad, I didn't want to ever see it again. So yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I grew up watching it, never really had problems with it. And, um, you know, watched it again, and 
You have problems with it now? We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll get uh, into it. Yeah, this was... Uh, <laughs> this is um, another, like I said, I loved this movie as a kid. I loved the prequels going uh, with my childhood. But then, you know, like I said in the last episode, kind of grew out of it. This was actually, like, before going back and rewatching them for this podcast, um, this was my least favorite Star Wars movie, and I will talk about whether or not it actually still is. Um... But I always had, you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of Clones kind of on the same level of equal suckage at the bottom. Um, besides, you know, like, holiday special, Clone Wars movie. But, um, but like, of the actual, like, live-action, theatrically released movies, this was my least favorite. But, as we'll get into it, that may or may not still be the case. Um, so I'm going to go into the plot summary, then we can get into this movie. Ten years after the Trade Federation's invasion of Naboo, the Galactic Republic is threatened by the Separatist movement organized by former Jedi Master Count Dooku. Senator Padme Amidala comes to Coruscant to vote on a motion to create an army to assist the Jedi against the threat. Narrowly avoiding an assassination attempt upon arrival, she is placed under the protection of Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi and his apprentice Anakin Skywalker. The two Jedi thwart a second attempt on her life and subdue the assassin Zam Wessel, a shapeshifter, who is soon killed by her bounty hunter client before she can reveal his identity. Jedi Council assigns Obi-Wan to identify and capture the bounty hunter, while Anakin is assigned to escort Padme back to Naboo, where the pair develop a romantic attraction towards each other. Obi-Wan's investigation leads him to a remote ocean planet Kamino, where he discovers an army of clones that are being produced for the Republic, with bounty hunter Jango Fett serving as their genetic temp template. Uh, Obi-Wan deduces Jango to be the bounty hunter he is seeking, and he follows him and his clone son, Boba, to the de desert planet of Geonosis via homing beaconing beacon placed on their ship, the Slave One. Meanwhile, Anakin becomes troubled by premonitions of his mother, Shmi, in pain, and travels to Tatooine with Padme to save her. They meet Owen Lars, Anakin's stepbrother, and the son of Shmi's new husband, Kleeg Lars. Kleeg tells Anakin that Shmi was abducted by Tusken Raiders weeks earlier and is likely dead. Determined to find her, Anakin ventures out and finds Shmi at the Tusken campsite, where she dies in Anakin's arms. Enraged, Anakin ma nah, massacres the Tuskens and returns to the Lars homestead with Shmi's body. After revealing his deed to Padme, Anakin says that he wants to prevent death. On Geonosis, Obi-Wan discovers a Separatist gathering led by Count Dooku, who Obi-Wan learns had authorized Padme's assassination, and is developing a battle droid army with Trade Federation Viceroy Nuke Gunray. Obi-Wan transmit transmits his findings to Anakin to relay to the Jedi Council, but is captured mid-transmission. With knowledge of the droid army, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine has voted emergency powers to send the clones into battle. Anakin and Padme journey to Geonosis to rescue Obi-Wan, but are also captured. The th there the three are sentenced to death, but are eventually saved by a battalion of Jedi and clone troopers led by Mace Windu and Yoda. Jango Fett is killed by Mace Windu during the rescue. As the clone and droid armies battle, Obi-Wan and Anakin intercept Dooku and the three engage in a lightsaber duel. Dooku injures Obi-Wan and severs Anakin's right arm, but Yoda arrives and duels Dooku. The battle ends in a statement, stalemate, and Dooku flees to Coruscant, where he delivers the blueprints for a super weapon to his uh, Sith Master Darth Sidious. The, <laughs> the battle ends, ends in a statement. statement. <laughs> and I, Count Dooku, hereby declare <laughs> this battle is over. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going. Keep going. As yeah. the Jedi gravely acknowledge the beginning of the Clone Wars, 
Anakin is fitted with a robotic arm and secretly marries Padme on Naboo with C-3PO and R2-D2 as their witnesses. For some reason. All right, Full I'm, disclosure, that was not my... Yeah, okay, there, uh, there were a few, there were few mess ups in there, but props to you because I think you had fewer mistakes reading that one than you do usually reading the ones that you wrote. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, was that from Wikipedia? Yeah. That, okay, that was Wikipedia's plot summary. I normally write my own, but... Thanks, this, Wikipedia! Just, Thank you. Just full out there, that way we don't get, like, in trouble or anything. I doubt we would, but just in case. <laughs> this um, is parody use? Yeah, I guess. Um, but no, yeah, so... <clears throat> you know, this movie is coming out three years after Phantom Menace. People, were, I'm sure, were sitting there being like, God, this, this is gonna be better, right? Like, he's gonna learn from his mistakes... He's going to make actual sets. Um, You know, he's going to cast Anakin correctly. Uh, Yeah, that didn't happen. So, um, (laughs) so this movie starts out with more of the same, really. I mean, I guess a decent scene with uh, Padme on the, um, on the, I don't know, the dock. The landing pad? Yeah, the landing pad. Yeah, with with Typho? I don't know. I think she's, um, I think she's, she's good. She's somewhat better in this movie. Yeah, she is. I think Typho's... Not good. No, I think he's terrible. That was a really, yeah. That was that yeah. exchange of dialogue was extremely. Oh, I guess we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, Lucas doesn't. <laughs> Lucas and we'll talk about it, Revenge of the Sith either. He does. He never gets better at writing dialogue. He doesn't. No, he does not. Like he doesn't. I don't think he like understands how humans interact. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever heard him talk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, I tried to hear him talk, and he. They, I got sure. So, um... Freaking George. Listen to which episode was that? Yeah, I think that was... All of them? I think that was A New Hope that I I talked about at the moment. Yeah, go back and listen to the story of the time that uh, Floyd got shooed off by... (laughs) A Disney worker while George Lucas was... uh, While I tried to talk to George Lucas. Didn't work. George Lucas was having a walk. Yep, in downtown Disney. Um, so... You should should use your favorite pickup line on him. Are you an angel? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so good! Damn it, why didn't I do that? Maybe he would have respected me. Someday. Next time. Someday <laughs> um, you'll meet him again. Uh, probably not, but, you know, moving on. So, like, yeah, this is a good scene. Beside, like, in theory, it's a good scene. And, like, I like how Padme is still using decoys. She still doesn't trust anyone. But now she's a senator. But now she's a senator. Not yeah, she's a, she's a 24-year-old galactic senator. And not only that, in this movie, we learn specifically that she would, like, specifically that she was elected at 14... To be the queen! To be the queen. We learned that in Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, we learned that, spe- but specifically that she was 14, had two terms like a president. Like, so she's, <laughs> yeah. so the queen is, of Naboo is literally just a president, basically, that yeah. they call a queen for some reason. That's elected when you're 14? And then the new queen, as we see in that scene later, is literally like 15, 16 years old. Like, why, like, no shit your planet's falling apart and that the, <laughs> that the evil lord of the Sith chose that planet to, like, yeah, I'll be a senator from there. And then I'll yeah. become Palpatine, I'll become ruler from there, because, like, you're planet's just such a dumbass. And also, Jar Jar's there. To think I'm getting... Yeah. Like, I don't understand... Wait, so... N- Naboo is the the planet, but it's also the the collective? Yeah. The so, Naboo? Yeah, I don't know. It's hmm. I guess it's like... It's like they call uh, Thanos the Mad Titan, and they call everyone from Titan Titans. Okay. But it's... The planet's called Titan. They're from Titan, mm-hmm. so yeah. they're Titans. Yeah. But then Thanos is just mad. Yeah, he's just the mad titan. Yeah, titan. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I guess it's kind of similar. Um, but no, yeah, like this opening scene's fine. But then from there, like we know that Jar Jar's not in this movie as much, but I cannot imagine the fear. <laughs> I cannot imagine the fear in people's. He gets in. Well, he gets in, in this one. He, he gets in in, in this scene. one scene, and he's yeah. like, he's suddenly quiet and like yeah. not being an ass, like. 
like I'm thankful for that, but why? Like it makes no sense in the context of yeah. I don't know I why is like he tame now? Be- ten years later, just because of the backlash. Well, yeah, but in the he in got the context- so much on the internet that he <laughs> <laughs> just became submissive and just stayed away. <laughs> Speaking of Jar Jar. I'm, uh, during Revenge of the Sith, remind me, we need to talk about what has technically happened to Jar Jar after the events of Revenge of the Sith. He was mm-hmm. just making Jaipur snippets and giving them to the little girls. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he becomes a street performer. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, like, so this opening scene uh, in the in the Palpatine's, like, throne room was actually, actually pretty cool. Um, I like seeing all the different Jedi there. Even though it was, it was really, it was for some reason specifically more obvious to me that that was just CGI than it was in the Phantom Menace for some really? reason. Like it felt all the we'll talk about it, all the sets in this movie just felt more fake than Phantom Menace. The bar was real, I know that. Yeah, it looked that looked real, yeah. but like almost every like almost every set in this movie just had a fake. Yeah, it, it's a lot worse looking. Because I like, just really enjoyed the practical effects, and I, you know, to be completely honest, I didn't realize how much I liked the practical effects until you told me, Floyd. Yeah. Like I didn't realize like until I went back and like rewatched the original trilogy and then watched uh, all the prequels again. I was just like, man, like if they had done this with like practical effects, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Because, like, everything has, like, when you do practical effects, everything has a more tangibility to it. It feels real. And, like, especially with this early CGI in, like, early 2000s, they're still learning. And, like, there's movies these days, like, like we'll talk about with Ready Player One, that are almost all CGI, that feels real. Yeah. yeah. Or even uh, when films are grounded, like, in reality, but then they, like, throw CGI in there, even that helps, which yeah. I like what you know, J.J. did with the newer mm-hmm. movies. It just, it, it, even it's just having, mix. like, hey, even having just, like, a bit, like, uh, the characters, the location being real helps. Yeah. And, like, with this, like, specifically with this throne scene, if you look, there's shots of where you can see, like, the entrance, and there's, like, chairs next to it, and they just look so much like a computer background screen in, like, 2006. <laughs> and it's just like, oh God, this is, like, this is the Star Wars, really. So four years ahead of its time. Yeah. Really. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I guess. Windows Vista. But, um... <laughs> it's back. Yeah, Windows Vista <laughs> is back. But, like, Jar Jar, I don't think, like, in the three years, I don't think Jar Jar looks any better. I don't mm-hmm. think, like, I don't think really the CGI improved at all between movies. It super didn't. It yeah. feel, I, I feel like when we talk about Revenge of the Sith, I, I, like I think, I think Watto have... looks older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it might have taken a step down, honestly, with the CGI. Yeah, yeah. it seems, like, it just, I don't know, I noticed the CGI more. I, yeah, yeah, I did too. And also, especially, especially later once the clones get in. Mm-hmm. Why do the clones have to be CGI? Yeah, like, like seriously, like, that doesn't just make any use sense. practical, like just yeah. use a lot of people in costumes, like they did with the stormtroopers in the original trilogy, like or in the new trilogy. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. that works fine. Like, mm-hmm. but why? I just don't understand why they had to be so cartoony because well, they looked so. Bad. I think in the Phantom Menace, there's <laughs> definitely more CGI cartoon? in Attack of the Clones of Phantom Menace because yeah. the majority of Phantom Menace is like on Tatooine, which is something you can mm-hmm. you know do easily yeah. without CGI. But yeah. a lot of this is in Coruscant and yeah. uh, you know Geniosis and these factories that. Would be more difficult. Yeah, and like Naboo also felt more tangible than Genosis and Geonosis or whatever, however you pronounce it. Geonosis. Geonosis. Yeah. I always screw it up. Um, I played too much Battlefront to not know how these uh, planets yep, yep. are pronounced. <laughs> but, uh, Conquest no. mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, between like Naboo and Tatooine, you know, they had a lot of CGI sets, but like they were only on Coruscant for like 20 minutes. And they were on these tangible things, but now here they're on Coruscant, then they're on Geonosis, then they're on Kamino, which I didn't realize. Until going back to this, Camino looks like shit now. Yeah, I, I love Camino though. No, it's yeah. a cool planet. I'm just saying the CGI of the sets don't look yeah. as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like Kaminoans are just like yeah. yeah they look. Weird. We'll talk about that. <laughs> they do look weird. But um, 
But no, yeah, I like I like this opening scene though between Palpatine and you can see like I like I like McDermott in these movies. I, I like really the character like of Palpatine. He does a really great job. I think Palpatine may be like the best like like scene the through line from the first episode one to episode six. And, like, and the negotiation that, like, like the negotiations and the scene like they're still just negotiating and talking about the politics. Yeah, but of, we get of aggressive negotiations. But it, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. But I mean, it's also I don't know. It, it's more it's more entertaining than. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think this this movie, in, in as a whole, except for maybe the ending fight scene, I think is more entertaining than Phantom Menace mm-hmm. for me. Um, especially when we get to the next scene, because it's entertaining just to watch Anakin just be awkward as shit. In the elevator. In the God, elevator, this elevator scene. scene. Delivery is just terrible. Oh, Ewan McGregor... I, I will argue this. Ewan McGregor's great in this movie. Give, yeah, give credit where it's due. Ewan I think McGregor. Ewan McGregor's actually I think really he's only... I think... The other performances are so bad that it makes him look like amazing. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I wouldn't call him great. I think he's good. Like I think he's if great. he was in any other movie, like people would be like, "Oh, he, he's good. He wasn't great." But I, I think, think in this film, set up with these horrible other actors. I just think that he's always really good as Obi Wan. Like he really kind of encapsulates mm-hmm. the character, especially I think, coming from what uh, Alec Guinness brought. Exactly. To the character. Yeah, and I think that you know. Because I think what's making you say that is that hit the lines that he delivers are so just terribly written. Jesus. That is like, how much can you really do with that shitty of a line? I, mean, I kind of like his his little one-liners. And yeah, I like some of the <laughs> yeah, one-liners, but I also agree. that he, uh, the, the, my very young apprentice that he has oh, to say yeah. every time. It's just like, why? Like, why does Lucas feel the need to have that, like, ending to every single line? And like, and I like, I like their little interaction. I really like you in, in this uh, elevator scene. I think he has some really good quips. Um, and this is where we get introduced to Hayden Christensen. Also, can we talk about real quick just how they're talking about like all of these things that they've done? Yeah. And we don't get to see any of it. But I kind of like that. I so, don't. I, 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 I can appreciate that. Yeah. I, I just feel like it would have been so much more interesting if we could have seen like any of the things that they're talking about rather than just uh, this well, shit. Well, if you think about it, if the, if the movie would start at the end of this movie and then they were talking about Geonosis, you'd be like, oh, I wanted to see that huge fight with all the Jedi in it. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I like, mean, but, like, we don't really get, like... I, I feel like they, like, really forcibly kind of place the two together. Like, you don't really get yeah. the sense that, like, oh, they've done a lot together. It's just like, well, here's Anakin and Obi-Wan ten mm-hmm. years later. Well, and also with that, like... I guess they didn't know at the time they were going to get this, but we get a lot of Anakin and Obi-Wan together in the Clone Wars series. Right. So Well, yeah. And I mean, I haven't seen the Clone Wars series, but do you it. have. Watch it. Well, yeah. No, I want to, and I think I legitimately yeah. am going to, so yeah. I have a better yes. view of this. Yeah. Do it. Um, but, like, it. it's, it's so much better it. than any of the prequel movies, I would so say. <laughs> as a collective, even though I, we'll talk about it, I like Revenge of the Sith. Um... But yeah, no, I I feel like a lot of the time that like if I had watched the Clone Wars movies, then I would be like, oh well, like I understand like what's happening and like how their like dynamic kind of is. But right now, it just kind of seems like all Anakin ever does is backtalk Obi Wan and be a little shit. Yeah, and they fix that in the series. I would. Say. Yeah, but but I, we can't I, judge this movie off of that. So, so. I, I kept thinking of the thing that you Ryan actually said last episode about how um how it, it's unrealistic in a movie wherever you whenever you have um two characters saying something in a scene that they would have already talked mm-hmm. about. And there are, like, so many times when, when Obi-Wan was like, you know, you have to, like, obey me. Like, they've been together ten years, yeah. and, like, Anakin still isn't learning. Like, that seems... That's a little Like, if this it's was, like, maybe writing. six months... If this was maybe six months and it was still a little jiggled, <laughs> which, fuck, no. But, no. like... Uh, if, if they had started if that, with Hayden Christensen, sure. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or if they would have started with him as an older age, those 
those dialogue that dialogue would feel more real but because the, you, you've literally had a decade together this they, is not right. the first time and he's, he's been training him like for a decade and yeah. they've just I actually think it would have been made more sense if Anakin had started as a team exactly we talked yeah, about that absolutely. last movie and that's like making bad music yeah yes oh, like yeah, well, 13 14 years old I think would have been a lot better than <laughs> fucking 9 years old jeez that just like I can't even imagine like what audience would have gone in and been like that's Darth Vader yeah. Well, yeah, but that's people went into episode one with a nine-year-old Anakin going, that's Darth Vader? Right, that's like, my yeah. point. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was like, like a 15-year-old, I no. feel like that'd be better. Yeah, if no, it was like if it, if it went from like 15 to 18, where he, I think he's around like 18, nine, he's 19 in this movie, mm-hmm. if he was nine-year-old. He's 19? Okay. Yeah, so like, I feel like going from maybe 15 to 19, that would have been a lot better of that a shit. Also, what's weird about this movie is that Padme, uh, Natalie Portman's still playing Padme. She played a 14-year-old in the last movie. She's a 24 in this movie. Three years different just shows you how much older than she was. Like, obviously older than mm-hmm. 14 she was in that movie. Yeah. Talking to an eight-year-old. Still how creepy that poor snippet scene is. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, no, yeah. And this, and the, then they get, we get our Jar Jar scene in the movie, I would say. Besides the fellow delegate scene. Um, <laughs> oh, like, oh my god, I can, like I said earlier, I cannot imagine sitting down in the theater being like, okay, maybe he listened to us, maybe he cut Jar Jar out, and ultimately he did, but like, to have this be one of the first scenes, you're like, fuck no, not another one! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, it gets over it quickly, and it just goes into shitty dialogue between Anakin and Padme. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I like Padme's line at the, be- at the beginning, like, oh, Anakin, you'll always be that little boy on you on Tatooine. <laughs> but, yeah, for like a week? Yeah, yeah seriously, you knew him for how long? Him? Yeah, like, <sighs> Jock's like, uh, in the old days, yeah, you like, were just... Like they, were like, like, like they knew each other for years. <laughs> I know, but it was literally... Or like they grew up together. literally a week, and it's been a decade since then. I, <laughs> I don't just don't get it. And also, can we just talk about, like, okay... I know we're gonna get into it a lot. Dick he is so creepy. I know. Oh. So creepy. He is so creepy. So Being creepy. around her again is intoxicating. Yes. Again, and then when when she straight up tells him like, "Don't look at me like that. It's really uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like "Yeah, more right. that. More that, please." I saw the. Uh, <laughs> I just saw like the hashtag Me Too like pop yep. up on the screen <laughs> when he was like when he turned and was just like gazing at him, like grinning, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so." He weird. just does the this. He only has one look that he can do with his eyes, and yeah. it's just not. It but like work. in this in this opening scene specifically, I don't think Christensen is like as bad as he gets. <laughs> and, and we'll talk. Uh, part of this is Hayden Christensen's fault, but again, like last movie, I blame a lot of this so on much Lucas. George Lucas. So a lot just... of this is Lucas, but I honestly think if they had had a more animated actor, that Anakin would have come to life so much more. Than yeah, he what did. was the like weird draw that he was trying to do? I, I don't, don't know. know. I, like, I don't understand this casting choice. Oh, no, how I don't can you like? How does this guy come in for an audition and you're like? Yes! He, he is the definitive Darth Vader. He is the yeah. one. How do they, yeah, how do they mangle it that bad? And it, also, his weird little man bun and the <laughs> rat tail is just so bad. Well, and also, so I haven't seen it, but apparently Hayden Christensen's really good in a movie called Shattered Glass. So, like, I don't think Christensen's yeah. a bad actor mm-hmm. in general. Like, in his movies, he's bad. But I'm saying, like, in general, I think he could be a good actor. Apparently, he's, like, great in that movie. Um, so, that leads me to believe that it's the shitty script... It's the faster, more intense, the only direction that George Lucas knows how to give. is like, say the line, yeah, faster, more intense. Like, Imagine being that actor be like, what? Because what, what, what do you do with that? Like, yeah. What is this nonsense? It's easy, it, yeah, it's easy for any actor to be bad if you have a bad enough director. Yeah, like seriously, um, if you're given a line like, 
like some of the lines that he is given. I don't in like the, saying. Yeah, I don't like saying. Like how how do you deliver that right. in a way that sounds it's believing? True. Just because this script is so bad in terms of dialogue, which is why I think episode five and six work. Or uh, I'm saying to you, Logan, which is why I think uh, five and six work so well with dialogue and that kind of stuff. That four struggles with dialogue sometimes, mm-hmm. as we talked about. But it's because Lucas is really good at coming up with the story of yeah. the movies. Mm-hmm. Do I mean, not give that man a script. He has like a great creative yeah. instinct. Yeah. This is what I said in the last podcast. This is what I think is missing in the newer movies. Just his creative touch. These worlds that he creates are so cool, so fascinating. Like I want to be there. Yeah, but don't let him. Yeah, don't, don't make, let him don't touch let him the pen. Script, yeah, right. don't let him touch the pen. Let someone let let someone else do that. I mean, even doing like world building and just like the fact like let yeah. him come in and like detail everything. Like say, yeah, like, that's oh, cool. this maybe is, like, maybe stuff. help with the sets. Uh-huh. No, pick, don't let him or, sets. Or pick locations. Yeah, pick locations. <laughs> or don't just paint backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. What are you What are you dogging on? Just how the sets are bad. Oh, in this movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying in the new Disney movies. I was like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. like yeah. let him do the like let him do what he's. I don't know, like he, the creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then step away while actual people write the words that humans are saying to each other. Yes, um, these are how humans speak. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I know spoke. we're. I know we're kind of jumping around a lot in this, but I like, um, I like the interaction between Obi-Wan and Anakin in theory, not in execution, but in theory of like this kind of like bratty teenager kind of like, because Obi-Wan, like they say in this movie, is kind of like his dad, so he's like, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to listen to you anymore, like I've been with you for like this long. It's just too much. Yeah, again, with like a better actor, that could have been. And a better script. And I think, like, God, in like, theory, it's He's good. just so, like, uncharismatic. Oh, I know. Like, if Anakin Skywalker... I mean, like, when I think of that, like, I want him to be as charismatic as, like, Han or Luke is, but yeah. he just isn't. And, I mean, we'll, we'll get to a point where I think the script is actually good and Hayden Christensen just think, does not deliver it. Really? This is a place where you think the script is good? Yes. Really? Okay, I'm interested to hear this, what that is. We'll see. In, in a movie full of negotiations and politics... You've got to add some charismatic actors to really like liven it up, but there's none of that. There's one. It's Obi Wan. That's yeah, the that's only Obi-Wan. one. Like yeah. even like the Jedi's, Mace Windu, Yoda. It's Samuel L. Jackson. They're Come on, so dude, give me some charisma. Flat. You are so charismatic. Like Samuel L. Jackson is charismatic in but, everything. But also, but also I mean, he's supposed to be a pretty stoic. Yeah. Then why'd you cast Samuel L. Jackson as the stoic Jedi? It's, it's a weird role for him. Whenever yeah. I see him, I'm like, you're just. You, I don't. He just doesn't. He doesn't fit. I, no, I, I like him. Stick. I think he's very good. Yeah. I like him more. I think in he Revenge did a good yeah. I think. Um, yeah. We'll talk about. But um, but this assassination scene, um, with Sam Wessel, I actually think is one of the best scenes in the movie. Why does Why does Anakin say like I can sense everything that's going on in that room? When they were just talking about how, like, the cameras went down. Yeah. Like, why know. do you need cameras if you can yeah, sense like, everything in the room? Yeah, I don't no, think she liked a, me watching her. Oh, more creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, I forgot about so, that. So, like, like, imagine being Padme if, like, if for some reason she's not actually attracted to him. Like, <laughs> I don't understand the attraction at all. But, um, like... Because so, it had so to first happen. Of, first of all, there's the, the camera part. And then the part, like, like normally you could get away from someone like that. But, like... He's your guard. He literally... He's, first of all, he's your guard. Second of all, he can just sense whatever mm-hmm. he wants. There is no escape from this creepy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> she, she has to fall in love with him. Or pretend to fall in love with him. Or he is, like, he is never gonna stop being, like, ultra creepy on this girl. Yeah. yeah. And also the other weird thing about this scene is the whole time the creepy little, like, worms Slug are... Thing, yeah, yeah the, they're, like, crawling around her bed. And Obi-Wan's just explaining to Anakin, like, how 
uh, like Senate members and like Congress people just do what their sponsors want, yeah. like their highest paying. Like he just explains the. He just makes an American political statement. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just explains like politics and sponsorship and elections. Like like no one like like you said like no one ever would have had that conversation like randomly. What like why why would that? Time yeah, be, exactly. Like, and. Okay, like I said, this action scene's pretty fun. I like when Obi Wan jumps out the window on the cool. thing. Yeah, and, and he's fly- you don't like it. And some of these, and some of some of these quips it's that so like, stupid. like some of the really? dialogue. I, I agree. I, 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 like I, I really like this. Yeah, yeah, and and some of the some of the dialogue between Obi Wan and Anakin when they're like flying. Yes, I and actually. And like, like, like fly through the power couplings, and he was like, "That was good." Yeah, like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, there's just very. I don't know. There's that, that's kind of charming dialogue, and it's yeah. it's at a point where there's other action going on, so mm-hmm. it doesn't bother you. Like, the, it's not just the dialogue that's happening. There's something else, and then they're also like arguing through it, which yeah. I find kind of charming. I'm not a huge fan. Like, I don't really get bogged down in the details that much. And oh well, you know that's not scientifically possible. When he but when he jumps out that freaking window and like I just he I don't not, buy he, it. He doesn't it just survive. doesn't make any oh, sense. I like it. I like it. And, and why and, does Sam just shoot him? <laughs> like yeah, she shoots she's the thing like, she's like oh I'm gonna shoot the robot. Why? Yeah. Just shoot him. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he has no way to defend himself. But I do. I love the God. world of Coruscant. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Coruscant's cool. And but, wasn't. Has anyone here played the Star Wars Bounty Hunter video game? No, no. I haven't. Okay, the, the, girl, the girl who... Zam Wessel. Yeah, she's in the video game. and I kind of I didn't realize that until I watched it now, and I was like, oh, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Brought back some childhood memories. Yeah, um... I like the scene, and I like it when I... Okay, it's kind of stupid, but I like it when Anakin just goes, well, now, will ex- you excuse me? And he just jumps out of the... Of the speeder, I actually really like. I was like, that's one of the best moments. I mean, of I mean, like, acting. Really? like he, yeah. he obviously doesn't survive that fall. He like, would yeah. definitely just die. <laughs> would, no, I know he would so die. But like, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's, you know, he's no, strong with I, the force, really whatever. Like Explain it how you want. It's midichlorians. Really, I really like how this, how this, like, I like that scene in that, like, they're they're having this quippy dialogue. Christian's it it's pretty fun. bad for the most part, but I like how Obi Wan just kind of looks, like, looks one way, and looks back, and he's just gone. Yeah. I, I like that, and I like it shows that, like, Anakin's. Uh, like, kind of, like, doing his own thing. He doesn't really like authority, like, that kind of stuff. And I like that he... I like... I actually like that line delivery. I forgot about this one, but I actually like that line delivery mm-hmm. of how he just, like, well, you excuse me, and he just goes down. I like it. I agree. And, and, and visual effects, I don't think in this scene are that bad. They're not terrible, no. When they're jumping out of the ships, it looks pretty crappy. But yeah. But overall, it's not horrible. And once they land on the surface, like, you can tell that's an actual yeah. set, mm-hmm. which is good. And there's a total Blade Runner... Um, oh yeah! Did you notice it yeah. with, with the fire? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, uh, yes. Coruscant I, on the surface yes. is Blade Runner. Basically, I'm yeah. so yeah. I'm, honestly, once they get to the surface of the city, I the design. I'm like so over the like futuristic like Japanese st- like parody style Whenever, design. Like yeah. I don't think parody. I don't think it's that interesting. Whenever they're anymore. on Coruscant, I'm always I just. It makes me want a Star Wars like underworld TV show or spinoff movie set in Coruscant like, so badly. It's such, it's such Can a, we please? It's such a We're dumb a style. Game, I know. I want something set in the underworld like, of Coruscant. But like, I feel like, bl- that would be but awesome. like Blade, Blade Runner, it seems like did that, yes, and like like the future Cloud Atlas thing. Like I didn't, oh, I, didn't was I didn't find that very interesting. Like yeah. I, I don't maybe know. It's just I'm, I'm just over this. Coming through, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you should have been on those episodes. I well, think, I like mean, there's the uh, the uh, Disney Disney uh, theme park edition and uh, hotel that they're Ooh, doing. That I cannot wait to go. To I'm that. so excited oh, for that. If I like, yeah. if I had money, I would live there. 
literally, just, just, just like buy Star a permanent Wars. room at the <laughs> Star Wars hotel because they're like apparently they're like giving co- like they give you a costume and then you do this whole like experience over a couple oh days God. and like all the windows cry. have like I would nerd out like so different hard. planets and like space outside them and I'm just like man I want to go I want to go I want to live in a room in Camino with a little clone of me. <laughs> <laughs> Can they do that? Like, do, I would, does Disney have that technology? I would do love I get that. Mandalorian they probably do. Armor. They have. They own the world, so they probably do. <laughs> That's true. Um, true. But like, I feel like if I would go there and live there, I feel like I would just be depressed when I came home, just because be like, fuck. Like right, that this, was. This is like, real I, life I'm now. not living in Star Wars anymore. Like what I can't am I doing use with the force. Life? Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be that'd be depressing as hell. But I uh, back to the movie. Sorry. Um, I I like this scene when they go into the bar, and I like I love. Okay, and another good line. Do you want to buy any death sticks? I don't, you don't want to buy any death sticks. You like that, whole, that, sticks. that whole death sticks you want to go interaction. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that so a funny. Great line. I, I makes me think that George Lucas probably didn't write that line. Yeah. <laughs> that someone else probably wrote that line. But um, that interaction's fun. And okay, I actually wanted to point out. I forgot to mention this. I don't like John Williams' score during the the chase scene with a uh, electric guitar. I just wasn't... I didn't really like it that much. Mm. But the string part of it, where it's the... Uh, of that chase scene song, I really like. It's very cool, yeah. I mean, he, he has a very specific way of kind of putting you on edge with yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the I just didn't... I, I don't... I didn't need electric guitar in my Star Wars music. Mm. Um, Wait for solo. I mean... Uh, I, I feel that that's different. That's no, not no, I'm fine with movie. that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, but in a Han Solo movie, I buy that more. I do like the line that Obi-Wan gives us as we walk into the club where he goes, why do I get the feeling that you're going to be the death of me? Oh, and yeah. I was like, blatant oh. Yeah, blatant. I felt like <laughs> okay, that was a It's really blatant. blatant yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> liked it, but also at the same time, I was like, nah, yeah, okay. Um, like, yes, but... And I like... I, I think it would have been better if he would have just said, like, oh, you're going to be the death of me, because that's an actual phrase, but yeah. why do I get the feeling that is, like, yeah. that's very clear for it's, like, it's like, ah, so... You kills are. You. So <laughs> you are in approximately 20 okay. years. No. <laughs> Yeah, but like, they just you wait. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, I, I'm not gonna get too harp. I'm, of all the dialogue to harp on in this movie, that's not that's fine. Line I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna harp on. But um, but no, I actually I really like the scene then when they take Zam out into the. Mm. Into yeah, the I love. I alleyway. think it's a great moment, and when uh, Django shoots her. Yeah, um, Django shoots her, and but. Some CGI that does not hold up is the changeling. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Really that bad. was disgusting. It was Ugh. disgusting, and it just looked bad. It looked looked so fake. Yeah, it did. Why does she have to be a changeling? Why couldn't she just be a bounty hunter? Wait, yeah, why couldn't she just be Zam Wessel? Mm-hmm. Like the like like it's just so much added unnecessarily added CGI that you just don't need. And like, I mean, I like this scene in theory with Django, you know, shooting him. But then also mm-hmm. th- this. There's so many when the bad CGI hits, it just knocks me out of the scene, which is very frustrating. But I, I like that this sends the plot forward, and we get to uh, you know the diner dude. I forget what his name is. Drex. Right? This Dex. scene Dex. sucks. Yeah, this scene's bad. <laughs> he, 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 he just, bad he just looks so bad. And yeah. I actually appreciate just because I think that Sabalba's design is so cool in Phantom Menace. I like that they have like another of his like species and kind mm-hmm. of in the background, and they sort of keep that consistent. Yeah. Like um. Like a like a sort of the young Greedo. Like yeah. I know that I know that Phantom Menace was weird and like all the young no. people. But like young but like Greedo. that young. I mean, it, okay, it wasn't Greedo, obviously. But the oh, fact that oh, like they kept that design and sort yeah. of like I don't know. And that's, that's something that's, that I think nice. the new movies are missing is that they're just creating new aliens for some reason when you literally have this 
array so of many. aliens to, to I disagree. I think that I like all these different species. Like, every single new movie that comes out, it's like, I, oh, wow, I, this is totally I like different. new variety, like but, but also it would be really unrealistic if, if every alien in every scene had to be okay. different. Yeah, yeah. Some sure. reoccurring so, characters. Right. I, yeah. I, like, I like the Reasons. Like, there's in the new Disney movies, there's literally, like, no... And there's like there's like a bith on the um, on one of the one of the boards one of the like billboards in Coruscant. Yeah. One of the musicians from the cantina. So that's yeah, like, I, I like that. I like the the bringing it back. It's but, just um, slight touches, but yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. This scene with uh, Dex and Obi Wan is just so so stupid. Looks he looks so bad. Dex is, looks so bad. He's really annoying. I do. <laughs> although I do like the moment. I do like the moment where he give, he. Gives Obi Wan a hug, and then you see him pulling up oh, his pants with his other arm. I hate. I think. That. I think if he looks better, that would be a good moment. I guess so. But like, and how does this random diner owner have all this great knowledge about the universe? <laughs> and that's like, like, yeah. Uh, I didn't think it's of that. So bad. Yeah, it's just so stupid. And also another scene that's right here that I think is really stupid is the scene with Yoda and the little younglings, and how one of the younglings figures it out before <laughs> Yoda and Obi Wan. Like but but I love you. I love how Yoda is like so charming in this scene. No, he is really like, charming. Like I love he like cracks a little joke to the kids and like that's so cool. I love Yoda. Oh my god! But just the fact that it, a five year old figures it out before Obi Wan and Yoda. It's just like what the why hell? is the, why is the I, librarian so mean? She's such a dick. She's so grumpy. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. also in the diner, hopping back to the diner. Yeah. What the hell is Jawa juice? I mean, <laughs> it's supposed to be like coffee, I think. It's supposed to be like the replacement of coffee. No, I have no idea. But what Jawas, that means. but Jawas are a thing. Like, why why are you having the juice of them? I don't know. <laughs> like, is it just named after? I hope it's just named after them. Not if, like if it's named juice. after that. But that's so weird. That's weird. like we don't have like. Horse juice. <laughs> nah, we don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, coffee's bean juice, but that's not a living thing. But beans are, beans. beans are edible. Yeah. Well, so are horses. Okay, if, so if you try hard enough. <laughs> I know. So are Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut them up right, they are. Oh my god. Pan sear them. Mm. Pepper and <laughs> salt to taste. Ugh. But no, yeah, so, so I like how this... I'm trying to... Skip move them. on. Yeah. Uh, I like how this movie splits up Obi Wan and Anakin and sends them on their separate ways, and how Obi Wan has to go off and find Jango Fett. I think that's actually really cool. But I, I don't. I get that he wanted to set up Luke and Leia's parents, but like it's just so it's so much screen time and so much shitty waste mm -hmm. of screen time in this movie when they go to Naboo. Yeah, I was surprised at how much Anakin and Obi Wan are not together throughout this movie. Yeah. They just have no chemistry, and also, <laughs> and also, the moment where Anakin like uses it, he like uh, force levitates the pair on oh Padme's plate oh. and brings it over to them. Like it's so fake. Okay, that would be like kind of an endearing moment, maybe if he weren't like stealing food from her. No, if it wasn't <laughs> so shitty. Like, 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 think like, about so it. So creepily in yeah, her eyes. Like think about it. Like. He's just taking the food off her plate, and she's like, "Oh, that's so cute." Like, no, I would He's kill someone. Like, force. all right, if I were dating a Jedi and she tried to like steal the pear off my plate, I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing? Give me that back!" <laughs> hey, I'm gonna force that back. Get back here. No, I was more pissed about the CGI and how terrible okay. that pear. Oh my looked. god, I should trying to take a bite of it. It was so <laughs> obvious that it was the fork. Why could they not just use a real pear? I know. Trying to do an off-brand CGI. Easiest thing to guys, like. Guys, we we have time to animate life. this for like. Let's animate. Let's animate food. It's like uh, the scene <laughs> in the Phantom Menace documentary when there's the like 
uh, the storyboards, mm-hmm. and Lucas comes over with the two markers, and he's marking what is CGI <laughs> and what is not, and he just grabs like the CGI marker, and he's like, "Yep, CGI, CGI, <laughs> yep, CGI." <laughs> he just marks. He probably did that for this scene, which is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah everything CGI. Why, CGI. why does that have to be CGI? Why do the clone troopers have to be CGI? It's just they pointless CGI. CGI happy. They went CGI happy. It, oh, they did. It's they were like, whoa. They're, they're like, it's the new millennium. You we can do CGI now. Exactly. But no, you can't. It's CGI <laughs> just for the can. sake of like the CGI. technological they development. And like, they got oh, really excited. We can do it. Yeah. They got excited. When this came out, did people like think that like, wow, this looks like really no, no, I think good. That, I think these were good special effects for the time. They were great special effects. Yeah, yeah. They were literally the best special yeah. effects. Well, that's what I was wondering. Does they just hold up. Don't but in the long run, CGI like that is not going to hold up. No. And I... I mean, I think these days CGI will hold up, but we actually don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, we'll find out. Back yeah. then, people probably thought that as well. Yeah. yeah. Everything gets better. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I, the CGI, the place where I really think the CGI is really bad is Kamino. Uh, I like the okay. stuff on Kamino. Yeah, I, actually, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that, because I'm I find so enthralled by Kamino's just look. I don't, I actually... That's yeah, I, I find, and part. also all the parts on Camino, I find really entertaining. The, yeah. the music of Camino, oh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. That is the one thing. Even though Anakin Padme's relationship sucks, I love John Williams' uh, the, love, the, the love theme. Oh, Across the, the Stars, yes. Exactly. That always does movie. such a good so job beautiful. with those. That mm-hmm. with like Han and Leia, yeah. and then with Anakin and Padme, even though there was really nothing there. The, the only thing there was the music. <laughs> was Honestly. the music. Um, and they're oh my god! Oh, after we're done talking about Camino, we need to talk about those like all the shitty like little scenes that they put in of like Anakin and Padme. Oh yeah, they're terrible. Just God, um, but no, they, you just don't need them. This this is really good intrigue though, I, and I hate that they don't go anywhere with this in the next movie. Is it had to be the Clone Wars series for some reason that goes into this? Oh, um, Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas in the making mm. of the Clone Army. It's like, yeah, I had I to look kind of, up who that was. I was, I was kind of wondering like what was happening. With exactly, because they never explain it yeah. going forward. I wanted them to give more. Mm-hmm. They just he just drops this like literally one of the most interesting things he drops in the prequels is like all of a sudden there's this Jedi that created the stormtroopers <laughs> like for what reason and like all this like big questions that pop up. Guess what? None of it gets I... answered. I love the fact that Obi-Wan shows up on Kamino and he, they're like, ah, oh, you're here for the Order. Beg your pardon? The Order of Millions of Human Men. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Take me to them. I, I kind of like the charade that he just keeps up it. the whole time. He's yeah. like, yeah, I ordered these. Yeah, I didn't really get that when I was a kid. Like, I didn't really get that from the scene, but I was like, like going back and watching now, I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty and funny. You know what? I think, I think that Ewan McGregor is too good an actor. I don't think he's... I don't think he's, like... In this scene, like, he seems like he is actually going to... Like, he seems like he was actually the one who placed the order. Because yeah. he's just acting so convincing. Yeah. But... <laughs> he just can't stop. <laughs> also, like, it's... He's too good. It's really hard to be convincing in a role where you're not convincing. Yeah, you know? fair. To kind of be like that, like, fake... like you're To raving. act like you're lying in a yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah which is... I, mean, he, I think he did a pretty good... Actually, I think he was pretty good in the scene. Um, Unless it's like a blatant comedy, yeah. then like it's easy to be like, uh, no, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> I ordered it. <laughs> the most frustrating thing that comes out of Camino, though, is that Boba Fett is Jango Fett's clone son, which like it's whatever, but. That little kid who they casted as Boba Fett. Wow. So bad. Go He's get so him, Dad. Yeah, go get do him, Dad. No, no, that sounds like. He's you know, gone. You know, like, when you're playing a video game Stop. and you're, like, uh, fighting a boss and, like, your companion is, like... Shitty. Like, and, yeah, and you're cutting, like, all these, like, yeah. dialogue. Like, ooh, good hit. 
Yeah. Go get him. That was exactly what it was like yeah. during the spaceship scene through the Go for his field. eye. It's his weak spot. I never would have guessed. <laughs> I had no idea. It's not like it's huge. Yeah. I, I don't know like what made Lucas be like, yeah, we need another FET and we need this FET to be uh, to make it his dad, but not like really his dad, but like a clone of him. <laughs> so it's literally his dad. So Jacob Fett literally just like requested a like a, a clone a for himself. Boba Fett is literally the clone of Django Fett. He's like, I want yeah. a son, and I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem really with that. Yeah, I guess clones. not. Django Fett's uh, he's pretty cool. So. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're ex- I don't I don't understand like why they have like an Australian accent. A Kiwi, a Kiwi or, accent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, also, why does Django speak and Boba? never does in the original I don't wasn't it it was supposed to be like hardened by the death of his father Lucas uh, Lucas's original thought was that he was gonna make Django like Vader's brother or something I read that somewhere and I was like why (laughs) but then they never um yeah but like I don't know it was just weird what I like about um I like Boba a lot more than Django and this was people's uh like between because uh I don't know if you knew this in the special editions they changed uh, Boba Fett's voice in the original trilogy to Tamara Morrison, who plays Jenko. But there was initially a different actor, and I'm, Matt, I'm sure you got this because you have the old VHS theatrical cuts, that he has a completely different voice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the same voice as Jenko Fett. And what people between movies before they did that, before they changed the voice, was that their exp- explanation was that Boba Fett got his throat slit at one point. Ooh. Oh my god. In that yeah. it was I like that. I like that too. That's I'm like, so oh, cool. that's really cool. Like, leave it like that. But now they had to replace the voice. Yeah. Well, yeah. They did a lot of things in those edits. Yeah. So. Oh, and Brendan, the thing you said about uh, in the original trilogy, how they added in, like, spur sound effects. Yes. Of... And then Django Fett totally does like this cool spinny thing with his yeah. gun. It's yeah. so space cowboy, and I yeah. love it. Like I love they keep that consistent. Yeah, it's very yeah, like fun. just like I love all the space western themes throughout yeah. Star Wars. I think that makes for some of the best like moments. Yeah, I think Django Fett is really cool, and his fight yeah. with Obi Wan on the rain. Oh my yeah, gosh, no. uh, I love that. The scene. ending is kind I of I don't like that iffy, scene, but. I, I like the rest of it. It's so I like playing okay, it again, Star Wars. Again, to bring up Chris Stockman, I know I brought him up last episode. Go watch his review of Attack of the Clones, where he talks about how it's just like how there's the karate kick of him just jumping up in the air, going like wee, kicking him in the chest, and then there's the fact that Slave One keeps shooting at Obi Wan, missing barely, and he just goes ah. Uh, and you just keep having these explosions like right in front of me just gets getting pushed back and after I watch that review I'm like oh my god yeah this is terrible like this is such a bad action scene and I don't know why like, <laughs> Wait, was, was he the one that said it's just left to right in, yeah, the, pod, in yeah. the pod racing yeah. it's always like, every like, shot just, just left this, to right Chris Stuckman is just ruining the prequels for me yeah. but um but yeah, no, like in that scene, like I like that scene as a kid, and I like uh, I like Obi Wan in action. I think he's really cool in these movies. But like, yeah, I think that... it's cool to see him actually doing things. I mean, as much as I love Alec Guinness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, prodding Vader with his lightsaber wasn't really <laughs> the coolest yeah. <laughs> compared was, to some of the stuff we see. It was nice on. in this movie, as we talked about, like with the last movie, how Obi Wan was really a side character. Obi Wan's like. The co-main character with yeah, Anakin. Yeah, I would say so. Like, he, I wish you were the main character. Yeah, I yeah. do too. <laughs> but um, you know, and I like this. I like this chasing um through the asteroid field, um for the most part. I really like the the sonic boom sound of the uh yeah um, the little things that they shoot out. Oh, that oh, is that's awesome. cool. That's cool. I love those effects. That was so yeah, cool. that's a really cool and like it doesn't visually look bad. I mean, no, I, th- I think that pretty much holds up. It looks pretty cool. And then. But that scene, Boba is so annoying. He's such an and you know, up. you know the other so thing, bad, the yeah. other thing about that scene, there's no music. No, like, yeah, I guess why? Not. I don't know. 
You know, something that... And so boring. Something that I read earlier about that scene, which I think is really interesting, is that um, the, Lucas has said that the trick that Obi-Wan uses to, like, escape from them... That's supposed to be, like, in episode five. Well, right, that's how yeah. that's mm-hmm. how Boba knows, uh, like, that that's what Han's doing. Oh. Yeah. That's what, I mean, right. I apparently Lucas said that, like, that's why mm. he put it in like that, is because Boba saw Obi-Wan do that as no, a but kid. Boba didn't, didn't see Obi-Wan or, but, well, like, but he knew, like, they once after that happened, that's okay. why, why I guess. Yes. I buy it. I guess that kind of works. But, um, like, so now since we're through the Obi-Wan plot, let's talk about all these shitty scenes on the boot. Mm. Oh um, God. Do we have to? Yes. Because it's really, because I laugh out loud so many times this is, while Anakin and Padme This is what I wrote about literally. the dialogue between uh, the two. It's hysterical. I said, Anakin's attempts... Uh, the dialogue between Anakin and Padme sounds like poetry that a third grader wrote after seeing a Terrence Malick movie. <laughs> it, it, it's it's awful. It's so bad. It's it's like someone just looked really up in the dictionary bad. some big words, threw them together, and then like put no, them in the scene. No, maybe like not even just the Terrence Malick movie. Like like a little like s- second grader goes out on a quote unquote date yeah. where he like kisses the girl on the cheek, and then he goes home and writes Ugh. what he thinks are these beautiful love soliloquies that you just go back and read. Like it's like no. a journal that you write when you're in second grade. You go back and read, it and you're like, "Fuck, no one can ever." See <laughs> no this. one can ever find this, this. This would honestly be more believable dialogue if he were still a nine year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is believable dialogue if he was nine. If that's this why is the dialogue I, in episode one. No nineteen year old. That's why no I can almost give him a pass because I'm like, "Oh, he's little. You know, it's fine. Whatever." Yeah. He's this. Kind of kid. No, no, but this, I can't. No. Just like, like the line that I made fun of the I truly. Deeply love you. I know that's later on, te- uh, on Genesis, but still, it's like like there's like dialogues like that throughout the movie. <laughs> when they're just when Anakin like um, oh my there's, God, there, there's the foreshadowing there when Anakin starts talking about like the dictatorships and you can hear the the Imperial March playing uh-huh. in the background. And she's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, music, the music too is so creepy. Like even when he's like even when he's like I'm haunted by the kiss. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Like first of all, such bad lines, such bad delivery, but the music is so creepy. Oh, I actually really like one of the things I'll give this movie a compliment for is I like how they just throw in the Imperial March every once in a while. Like, That's good. Like, I really like how there's... That's like, the foreshadowing that they do. I mean, they do... The, we talked about it in Phantom Menace mm-hmm. when Qui-Gon uh, dies. Logan, I think you mentioned it. Is mm-hmm. They played it as he's saying, like, Trainer. he's like, yeah. Trainer, yeah. like, he's the key. Yeah. I think there could have been more in the Phantom Menace. Uh, I definitely think so, too. The Imperial yeah. March. Or not necessarily the Imperial March, which is foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I like in this movie, and like that's why I'm saying in concept of like, they Anakin, could have done it so well. Yeah, like in concept of like Anakin like seeing his mom like having his mom die in his arms and then like, slaughtering these people and like you like that's <laughs> I like I kind of wish we would have seen that. No, it's no, we like, do see it a little bit, like, well. but not the whole thing. No, like, but like like in, in terms of an impact on the character, we get it, but. And I like how that music's playing, but it's just so ex- executed so poorly. That's why, like, in concept, that's really good. Let someone else go do that that knows what they're doing. Yeah. It, Lucas like, it. imagine, um, before Phantom Menace coming out, like, you see that poster of Anakin mm-hmm. with the shadow of Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, you have that in your mind, and then you go see the movie, and there's, like, none of that yeah, in sure. that. Instead, Damn it. it's just a yeah. stupid nine-year-old talking. <laughs> like That has, like, no connection to Darth yeah, exactly. Vader. Yeah, like, I don't know. And... Honestly, I, okay, I, I mentioned how before uh, Hayden Christensen just has this one look that he does with his eyes. Mm. Yep. And when he's with Padme, every time it's really, really, really creepy and it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But I think when they have gotten to Tatooine and when he's like riding off 
to go to the Tuscan Raiders and Duel of the Fates is playing. Oh, I love that. The twin sunset in the background. That's I really think cool. that's a dope scene. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good like, scene. Th- his look works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like how in that scene, uh, I hate the dialogue that's talking, but I like that it's the, just the shadows on the little ig- igloo thing, sand igloo thing, and that mm-hmm. you, uh, the way his hair is set up, it kind of looks like Vader. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw I that when really he's good. like holding her and like... Yeah. That's cool, it and I like, like that. And but like, also mask. here's a problem that this movie creates. Why wouldn't have Vader just gone to at least check with, uh, see if Luke was at, the Lars homestead? Like that's so logical. Like, I oh saw, yeah, we'll give him to the like. Where like, will the Sith was, never find him? I, know. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was reading something about how um, you know at at the end of Revenge of the Sith they were like, hmm, let's send you know uh, let's let's send Leia to. You know, with Bail Organa, and she'll be raised as a princess, and Vader will never find her. And let's give Luke the same last name that Vader had. Yeah. Like, on the same planet that he step, gave up. To step on. Why would he not find him? He's also, he gets so screwed. She gets to grow up as a princess, and he grows up as a moisture bomb <laughs> on the outer rim. Yeah. That's such oh a low blow. God. Like, no, let's set him on the, the same planet that Vader grew up on. With the step fa- with his step family that Vader has met, been at the homestead, and is where the burial place of his mom is. So even if even if Vader even if Vader wanted specifically go there to see the Lars and see if Luke's there, like Vader might go there just to see Shmi's grave. To, grave. No, Vader might go there to see Shmi's grave and be like, "Yes, this is anger. This is the dark side growing in me." Because my like, mom's oh like, shit, Luke, how's it going? Like, shit, that's my kid. That's my son. Yeah, no, I I think I have a son, Stormtrooper. Yeah. I th- I think the only thing. Less realistic than, um, than like the people thinking that Luke isn't going to be found is the fact that Luke isn't found. found. Yeah. yeah, literally, he's just like, um, you will not be found, dear Evan Hansen. Uh, <laughs> dear Luke Skywalker, dear Luke Skywalker, you will not be found. You will not be found. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, it's. It's just, it's so, like, like I like it. It's like, oh, yeah, Joel Edgerton's there as, you I know. know. We'll ta- I'm sure we'll talk like, about, like, how everyone just gets shoved into their last Rose position. Rose Byrne is yeah. in this film as well. What? Um, yeah, she plays Dorme. Really? Yeah. Well, let's save it for let's save it the rest of this for the uh, Revenge yeah. of the Sith podcast. Yeah, like we still have, have to do that, that real quick. Um, but no, yeah, okay. Also, one other scene that's really uh, two scenes that are really terrible on Naboo. Um, three actually. The one on the balcony is really bad. The one with the fireplace where they're talking about like how we could never work is terrible. That's but the really creepy one. That's, that's the really that's creepy super one. creepy. And also, if you had a better actor playing Anakin, that would have been so much better. In a, an actress that decided to act, because I don't too. think Portman's very no, good. In this movie I, she's better, but she's not very Natalie good. Portman is not good as Padme. Yeah, she gives a good improvement though. It's improvement, but it's when you were at the bottom, much. Much. <laughs> when you were at the bottom last time, and you're slightly better, it's like ugh, I agree. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of that is on the script as well, though. Yeah. Especially in this film. Because um, she, like, even before the, the prequels, no in Leon the Professional, she was so good in that movie. Yeah. So, like, she's well, a good and in actress. V for Vendetta, too. Yeah, she's but, like, amazing. Even, like, in films before this, she did establish oh, herself to, yeah, see, yeah. to be good. And, like, the, one of the worst scenes is when Anakin falls off that CGI, like, cow thing. Oh. And oh they're just God. rolling around. So I hate that. The fat cow is so bad. No, <laughs> no, just the fact that they're rolling around in the grass laughing is just so, like, <laughs> who does that? No one just does that. Like, like so dumb. Like, right after they just had, like, a talk about, like dictatorship yeah after anakin is like acting all woke and like describing like dictatorships <laughs> they're like they're just talking about what political systems work best 
And then he goes riding on the stupid fat cow. And then he falls off. He, like, falls off and pretends to be injured. Like, what are you doing, man? And uh, George Lucas is like, I know romance. Let's do this. Okay. And, and again, the only thing less realistic than Anakin thinking that that's going to work to woo her is that it actually works to woo her! The only romance in the entire like Star Wars universe that had any meaning was Leia and Han, and yeah. that was set up in the movie well, that George Lucas didn't work on like <laughs> at all. I mean, first it was Luke and Leia, so exactly, yep. exactly. <laughs> so, and what's, what's oh my god? I don't know if you guys noticed this, but what's the stupidest shit ever? Is that Padme is the one that says "I love you" first? <laughs> Anakin <laughs> doesn't even stupid. say it in this movie. Like, if through all this, you would think, like, Anakin you would love be like, me. Yes! <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck, girl? Like, you're being brainwashed. Like, what is going on even, with you? Even in the chariot scene on Geonosis, like, she's, he still, he doesn't say it back. No, he, he doesn't. Says, you love me. I thought we were gonna, like, our lives were gonna be destroyed or something They're like that. Yeah, she, she just God, doesn't say man. it back, and I was like, damn, okay. Uh, also, sand. Oh, oh my God, we didn't even talk about that. What more that? do we need to we say skipped about over sand? It. Just, just, just sand. <laughs> Just saying, it's coarse and rough. Gets like, everywhere. Gets like everywhere. you, are you're, like you're, you're going, you're going down. <laughs> you're oh my god! So much of this performance is on myself. It's coarse and it's rough and irritating. I'm a I'm a I'm a children. I killed them all. I, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> we it's literally have Tommy Wiseau as Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> and it gets <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's terrible you're tearing me apart Padme <laughs> Hayden Christensen was definitely in that acting class with Tommy definitely in there oh man <laughs> Jesus yeah he's God. he is just as bad as Tommy Wiseau in he, this movie he yeah, really wow. is but uh but Tommy Wiseau come on the show what's the story Obi-Wan <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he says that after what uh when Padme tells the story about Paolo. Oh. <laughs> what a crazy story, what a Padme. Crazy story, Padme. Um, oh hi, Obi. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. Hello there. Can we just make like a phantom cut of just Tommy Wiseau just saying lies on top of Anakin? I'm so there, there's what is, there's a video of um with like the last Jedi or something? Yeah, last Jedi is the and last Force Jedi Awakens. or Force Awakens where it's Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. and and it's, cool. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. I, they need to do that for the prequels. Yeah, that's Jeez. really good. But, oh um, man, <laughs> but yeah, like so all those scenes suck. But then we get to Geonosis, and honestly, once we hit Geonosis, I think this movie takes it up a notch. It I think it's actually entertaining from here. This part of the movie is much more fun to play as a Lego game. <laughs> I agree with that, but still. Watching um, this, I was having so many flashbacks. Yeah, literally. Get the like, coins! Get the coins! I was like, you know you, <laughs> you missed the, the, the bonus! <laughs> no, but like, yeah. I the like, mini-kits. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay, so here... I, I need the mini-kits. <laughs> I need the mini-kits. I'm going to play this level a hundred times if it gets me the mini-kits. <laughs> you okay? Uh, Yes. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I get worked up about many kids. I'm sorry. traumatized. <laughs> this uh, this scene, uh, the only scene after post geonosis that I really don't like, like in terms of like before the very end, oh. is the scene on the assembly line. I don't really like. That oh, um, much. What about what about when he when Anakin gets back from killing Tusken Raiders? 
Oh, we skipped it. Yeah, that scene is terrible. <laughs> and the children. Shit. He gives bad delivery. I think that has the potential to be a really it good scene. It could have been that dialogue. I guess. that di- Okay, a different actor and that dialogue and like going on this rant. A good and director. Then, and then just like breaking <laughs> down and crying. Like yeah, that could have been so powerful. And that's really. that's the scene where I think the script actually isn't bad and it's just Hayden Christensen. Oh, honestly, yeah, I, I think that's where I think that's where. Um, where Padme could have connected to Anakin much more, and I feel like that should have been, like, a catalyst. Yeah, um, and the scene that I forgot to talk about where I think Hayden Christensen's good is actually where his mom's dying. I actually think he's good in that scene. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know what? I actually think you're right. Yeah, because, like, also, there's, like, not much, like, how would you react? <laughs> you can't yeah. fuck that up. Yeah, like, it's just him holding his mom as she, <laughs> she dies. And I think, uh... That's such a helpless. You know, August position. is very good in that scene too when she's yeah. dying. Except, except for the she dies, thunk her, like oh her, my. her head yeah. just thunks oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah. as she like, dies. That's oh, so good. That's, that's such a George noticed. Lucas thing to do. It's, it's, so it's just a terrible death. Yeah, yeah. But like, that, I think I actually think that think that scene's very good. And then Christensen, you know, you can't screw that. He just walks out, and I like the the angry face as he cuts into the the Tuscan Raider. I actually think that's really good. And when he decapitates the one Look, right as they walk oh out, th- I think I think anytime he's angry, he's pretty good. Which is probably... Angry doesn't have to deliver lines. Fine. Not with Padme. And I think that's probably part of why you like Revenge of the Sith so much, because you get to see him just being, like, so just rage-consumed. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, this movie would be... Would be... Like, it's... Like, Revenge of the Sith, we'll talk about it, I think improves so much on this movie. And it actually makes Hayden Christensen... I, I, okay. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't rewatched it, so I'm gonna have to... But I, I don't yeah. know. I've said in the past that I love... I, I, I'm just gonna spoil it now. I love Revenge of the Sith. I think it's a really good movie. But... Back to this movie, I think this, yeah, this is the scene where it shows that, like, you give Christensen the right material, the uh, like, a little less to, a little less to do, and he's not as terrible. Well, yeah, and he's I still mean, bad. and I mean, we had such a good opportunity in this movie and throughout the prequels to see, like, a great progression of Vader. Yeah. I think, I think if they, if they would have started with Jake Lloyd, that would have been fine, as long as they built him in the right way. Yeah. But... Here, like, he's still so whiny. Like, in the scene when he's talking about the women and the children. And that could have been... That could have been fine. That could have been a really, really good scene, I think. But... And, it, like... But when he's crying about, like, I killed them all. Like, yeah, obviously you did. Well, clearly! That was, the, that was the right choice. Good. Why are you crying about it? No, and also, his his constant complaining about Obi-Wan... First of all, it's terrible and terribly written, but also it's like, why are you constantly well, blaming another back? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, like his first conversation with Padme after, just him t- after 10 years is just like bitching about Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, literally. shut up, dude. Well, and I mean, at the same time, I feel like if you had a better actor, um, after that scene, like I, I said before, it could have been such like a catalyst for Padme to like actually start like appreciating mm-hmm. his like passion and like the fact that like he cared so much for uh, yeah. But like the fact that he d- when he does it like it just makes me feel like if I was Padme I would be like Jesus Christ this guy is crazy. Yeah. Like I need he to just get straight out of here. up murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Like I never Hold got any people, sympathy. Though. Well, Tuskins, but uh, I never got like any sympathy from him like at okay. all. Yeah. Tuskins? Lots yeah. of people too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tuskins, um, Tuskins are some kind of human. Right, like I think they just have wrapped up faces. Oh really? Yeah. I yeah. Think they're just. Like, oh, I always thought they were humans. That I always thought they were like faces. some different species. Then they, were, they were like Neanderthals or something. <laughs> Padme calls them little bears, <laughs> or something, but that's oh. not what they are. She says something like that. Really? She I, does. I think so. In this movie? Little bears. I don't remember that line at all. Huh. Little bears. Um, Oh no, yeah, skipping back to Geonosis, I, I actually really, I like the introduc- 
Introduction of Count Dooku. Introduction. <laughs> I messed that up. Sorry. Um, but no, yeah, I really, I like Count Dooku. Uh, Christopher Lee, Count Dooku. Um, I love Christopher Lee. Yeah. He's such a good question. Does anyone know like his backstory? Because yeah. like, did, was he a former Jedi? He was a yeah, he was okay, because I was like, he knows everyone. No, he was one of the <laughs> Fallen Twenty or whatever they called in the yeah, ext- extended universe. Um, Is that like still the, canon? No. I didn't think so. The Fallen 20 moniker. Is now. his backstory still? Because I like I used to know a lot of his backstory. I'm assuming you. I mean, like his backstory doesn't really like. I'm. I'm it might get re get into it, but like, there's no reason that it can't. Like, I guess technically no, but like, um, there's no reason why it can't be still canon. Because it's like a really cool backstory to a, an actually interesting character that, especially like, keep talking about the Clone Wars series, but like, you get a lot more of later down the line. I imagine so. I'm actually not a big fan of Dooku. Oh, really? I like Dooku. I think he's so comical. Like, he he takes, like, the villainous attitude, but it just turns into comical and laughable. I thought it was just really cheesy the whole time. I'm gonna split the difference. I don't really care about Dooku that much in this movie. I don't th- I don't think he's that remarkable. Well, I thought he was way. fascinating. Well, because that's because I didn't his know his care, backstory. His backstory. I was like, how does he, like, how does he know everyone? <laughs> yeah. Well, they talk about that he, he was a former Jedi. They say that... <coughs> Yeah, they do discuss it. Did they say that? Oh, fuck. Hey, you okay? Right, we, <coughs> we cut nothing. <laughs> please, please don't die, Logan. Are you right. okay? I'm so okay. Wow, that was more entertaining than Jar Jar somehow. I know. <laughs> That's a low bar. Yeah. Wow. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. All right, cool. But you know, We yeah. cut nothing. We, we cut, cut nothing. nothing. Keep it up. But yeah, like Dooku... He's a really interesting character. Yeah, just walk away, Logan. Please, um, don't, please don't die. His, his backstory is really interesting, and like the um, uh, I like the character that he has, and also his relationship with uh, with Obi Wan in that scene. I thought it was really cool, mm-hmm. and how you learn that Dooku was Qui Gon's master, and that like he's like his like grandfather, and <laughs> like he's like his training grandfather. That, like, I get it. He, he trained training his master. Grandfather. Yeah, I think that's fun. And then uh, we get the assembly line scene, which if you know the back... Is anyone here... Have you Matt, have you seen... Do you know what happened with this making of this assembly line scene? Mm. Literally, like... Oh. How George Lucas yes. just called Pat... Uh, uh, I almost called her Pat, right? Natalie Portman and <laughs> Hayden Christensen in with just blue screen everywhere. Blue screen, like, like I don't know, like foam things and would just start throwing things at the actors <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that this was like Lucas like taking out anger on them or something like that but literally it was just them in costume walking down around this huge blue screen just getting blue screen stuff like foam just thrown at them the entire time oh, wow. and then they built the CGI yeah, in her I've amazing. seen this That's video amazing. of Natalie Portman like in the scenes where she's ducking under the uh, like on the conveyor belt to, trying to dodge the things and she it's just like a total green scene like, yeah uh everything's fake and she's yeah. running and she's like ducking under stuff and she just stops and she's like this is so dumb why am yeah. i doing this yeah. <laughs> and lucas is like no 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 it'll look good it'll look good <laughs> yeah I have, I have wait hold on it doesn't i just yeah. i just remember during that scene when she was like uh she was like running down the conveyor belt and like about to get to the huge like the stompers on yeah. the um and and she has to like run underneath them so that she doesn't get crushed but why would she not just run back to Anakin? Like, yeah, I don't know. it's not that fast a yeah. treadmill. No, it's not. It's going like that's yeah. such a slow conveyor belt. And also, like, <clears throat> Logan, I thought of you 
Yeah. When they um, randomly pick up C-3PO, and he just along for you the You must ride. have hated like, this scene. The entire time he was on screen, I'm like, wow, Logan's right. He's I thought really this ass. was hilarious, though, because this was like CP-3O's existential crisis. You did it again. CP-3O. <laughs> oh, oh, I did it again. I did it again. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, but this was his existential crisis when he was like, <laughs> machines making machines. <laughs> How it's, so, it's so him just trying like, to yes. throw in, like, it's him trying to, uh, it's Lucas trying to throw in, like, modern, like, analysis of, like, so now, you know, Okay, I, I normally really the hate this, the CP3O and R2 dialogue, but I honestly don't hate the way that this was cut together. I think This they, is the time that I hated it! This I th- is weird. I think they don't give too much of R2 and, and uh, 3PO at the same time. Like, I don't think they give too much of them in a row without breaking it up a It was so bit. stupid when no, he became one of the droids. Oh, yeah, that was so dumb. That's terrible. Die, Jedi, dog! Like, no, so it's so stupid and terrible. Like, no, this is... For some this is weird. That That's for some reason, bad. this is when I... Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, once the heads get swapped, then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. But, but when, I mean, when R2 and C-3PO are sort of, like, arguing on the ship, mm-hmm. and you see... you it, it cuts back and forth between that and then Anakin and Padme do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep almost falling off my chair. This is why we don't record in this, this room is, that's anymore. That's right. Okay, so for like our first like nine or ten episodes, <laughs> Matt, just Matt just almost did as well. So for like our first like ten episodes, I guess we recorded in like a sort of a different room, and we have these different chairs, and it's really fun to lean back on them, but it's yeah. also really easy to uh, <laughs> fall over. Yeah, to fall over. So yeah. we we since moved to um, a different uh, location. A, a different location. Right. So, but yeah, now we're back here. So, um, so Brandon's gonna fall again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I so think I've like, done it in past episodes, haven't I? Like, yeah. We, no. Yeah. We, we both definitely have. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And uh, to get back to the movie, I really <laughs> think it's stupid. Like, why did Anakin's lightsaber get cut in half? The like the that one that is weird. then like down the line, like Anakin's lightsaber. It's like what? He just what? rebuilt the exact same one. Yeah, the, an exact replica of the same exact lightsaber. Yay. Like what? That doesn't like make any sense. Because mm-hmm. when Obi Wan loses his lightsaber in this movie, he makes a new one. Oh. <laughs> like. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just some of the logic in this movie, like, some, most of the logic in this movie just doesn't make sense. There's no logic in this movie, Is is that why Obi-Wan started going as Ben? Because Jar Jar uh, said, Obi! He was like, fuck. He's like, nope, no, I'm Ben. Nope, that's too much. I'm Ben. And Jar Jar was like, Ben! No, there's no way to make that annoying! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. And okay, so we get to this scene now where, you know, we have the truly deeply love you scene. Then... To the good scene of the movie, God. I think. The the really good scene in this movie is the Geonosis fight scene, I think. Do you, you guys disagree? I didn't like it. I think I, I loved... I think, okay, the, the monsters that come out for the execution... Really, really act like? I loved these uh, monsters yeah. as a kid. I thought this scene was so cool. And the only Having thing, to fight them in the campaign of Battlefront 2, the Acklays, mm-hmm. that was yeah. fun. But, yeah, I mean, this, this. I think it's just a really cool scene. And the only thing that I'll say takes away from it is... When Padme coincidentally gets like slashed by the monster, and now she yep. has a belly shirt. Yes, like, yes. like George Stupid. Lucas. Why? Oh, I thought, she had, I thought really she had a belly good. shirt before that. Nope. No, it was okay. well. because oh, wow. I, I know she did. No, she didn't. Mm, because I noticed like on some of the packaging, like when I was like getting DVD out, I saw that she had this belly shirt, and she was like holding a gun, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. They're objectifying her. Oh, and then going into the scene, they she had like a full. Yeah. You know, full ass shirt. Oh, well, that's stupid. Um, no, I don't like this scene. LeBron, I, like, uh, you can very clearly see her nipples for, like, most of this yeah, movie. Really? Yeah, really? It's really weird. Just, I, don't notice, I, don't, yeah. I never noticed that. It was, it's George Lucas and this whole, like, there are no bras in space thing. <laughs> it consistently does. This was probably, oh. this is probably another moment where, <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. This is probably another moment where she was like, 
all right, like you're gonna have me be out here filming. Well, like in the in the Phantom Menace, she was like, all right, I'm not gonna act. In this one, she was like, all right, I'm not gonna act, and my nipples are gonna be hard the entire time. Hell, I, I thought the the things that you're saying the nipples, I thought they were just little patches of cloth over top. So of they have them, but they, like they don't work. Really, I never. <laughs> you noticed can it. see them the whole time. I never noticed it. Either way, it's just creepy. Honestly, yeah. me neither. Yeah. But Come but on, still, it's just a weird decision. But what I was saying about the battle is, I think this is Lucas going. Hmm. Well, people liked the the three three Jedi lightsaber fight in the first movie. Let's just increase that. Like by a hundred, and we oh, throw yeah. everyone in here. I think it's all these like, way more CGI, and I, I doesn't, I don't have any tension in it. It's just people jumping around. And yeah, but it's each fucking other. awesome. I don't it like is, it. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun to watch. It's easily the best scene in this movie. Um, seeing all these different Jedi, you know, you get to see Kit Fisto, you get to see Plo Koon, that face see, that he makes yeah. when he turns around and smiles. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> stupid. But like, you get to see all these other Jedi that you learn, and, like you like get to see in other like not movie things. But and that's fun. And, you know, you get the fun scene with Mace Windu and chopping off Jango Fett's head, which is fun. Um, yeah, and and then he gets, like, he, he gets his moment of mourning. You know, what is this? Like, a, a Fett getting an actual good death? So yeah. thrown in there. It's, I think that, that um like, Boba Fett coming in. Oh, that shot is really cool, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, would have I, loved, I would have loved if when Boba Fett comes in and picks up the helmet, if it, head his out. head just pops out. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I, I feel like that was so thrown in there, that whole uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, know, but I like, I like the shot itself. I thought it actually looked really cool of Boba Fett holding you know what, the know what helmet I hate up to his during head. the prequels. Lucas always does this. Like, on shots that don't need to be zoomed in on, like, he always just used, like, this slow yes, zoom. And I'm like, I don't need it! Just yeah. just keep the camera there! Like, yeah. you're just like, it makes it so weird! And he has all bad instincts. It's so annoying! When it comes to that, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, this scene's really fun. I like when when, like, when they're all trapped in, and I love when Obi-Wan and Mace Windu are back-to-back, just, like, fighting off the droids. That's, that's so cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm assuming you guys know the story about why Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber. Because Samuel motherfucking Jackson wanted a goddamn purple lightsaber, oh, so we right. got a goddamn purple lightsaber. He was just, like, he was just like, I want to be able to see myself in the fight. Give me a purple lightsaber. No! <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait. Doesn't, he, has, doesn't nice. he, like, supposedly have something engraved on his lightsaber? Like... Oh, doesn't he? It's doesn't like he have badass Eze- motherfuckers. Oh, I thought he had, like, the Ezekiel. Like, I thought he had Ezekiel something from Pulp Fiction. Like the, like his, uh... Oh. The Wrath... Of God will come down his, on the... His, um... I don't know. I forget. I don't know. No, in, in Pulp Fiction, the, the line that he has before he kills people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the like the fake Bible quote that he has? I think yeah. that's what he has in great on his lightsaber. I could be wrong, but Maybe. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Didn't he uh, Yeah, okay. Moving Brendan's on. looking it up. He's on it. I'm looking yeah, Brendan's on it. On the but, case. But, um, so yeah, I, I really like this action scene, and I really like, um... <clears throat> I like the way they use the different animals and how they f- they're fighting the animals and how, you know... It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I really enjoyed this as yeah, a kid, I really and I, it's still really fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, this, this is the scene of the movie that I think of with this movie. Besides, like, when I think oh. of what's good in this movie, I Yeah, oh, and of. then Yoda coming in. Yes, oh, it, so has, cool. it has bad motherfucker engraved on the side. That's awesome. <laughs> I was wrong, but that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, because that was on his wallet in Pulp Fiction, too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So it's still a Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. That yeah. reference, cool. Cool, cool. Or it's just Samuel L. Jackson likes to curse reference. Yeah. Besides that. Um, but yeah, I was about to say something that's a spoiler for a different movie, so I'm not going to say that. Me too. Um, but like, um, 
So yeah, I really like I, I like when Yoda comes in with all the clones. It's so cool with all the different gunships and see, mm. like seeing the That's gunships awesome. too. Like brought me back to the Clone Wars <laughs> yes. TV series. Yes. Sorry to keep mentioning this, but I just love that show so much. Yeah, and and again, I mean, like the Yoda coming is really cool, and like it's a, it's this huge awesome brawl. But the clones are just way too cartoony. Yeah, like, like there's, there's just no reason that they couldn't have used people in suits. <laughs> yeah, like a cartoon. Well, yeah. Yeah, it works when everything's a cartoon. They look they uh, look exactly uh, the same as they do in Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. Even, but except they're next to some real people. Yeah, which makes it so a few, much worse. A few. Yoda, not real. But Yoda's still. not real. Mace Windu. Unfortunately. There's so many times in this in this movie, though, like, yes, that I just realized, like, that's, like, one although, real person on, obviously, a blue screen with a bunch of CGI. Although around. people kind of, people kind of rag on this movie a little bit for making Yoda, or, well, I guess the prequels in general, for making Yoda CGI, but I, that's something that I'll defend, because I think they, they needed to do that, because they it's could. It's true. Because, <laughs> you can't have Puppet Yoda do the fight. Yeah. Exactly, and it's, like, he does so much more action fighting, like, you, you had to have had And I think yeah. he looks good. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he looks yeah. pretty good. I think he looks he even good. better in Revenge of the Sith. But we'll get there. Yeah, I'll have um, to rewatch. Yeah, um, but yeah. So the stuff he does in Revenge of the Sith is cooler than uh, in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and you know we get this whole you know fight where Padme fa- falls out, you know, and then we get that scene between Paul the Lesser and Count Dooku, which is all like fine, kind of in between action, and then we get the reveal that the Separatists are going to try to build a Death Star, hmm. and I kind of like that actually. I like that the setup of the Death Star starts here, whereas like this was a, this was Palpatine's plan. From the beginning, this is like he's amassing power, so and that's going to be his end game. When does Jin Erso's dad come in? We'll talk about that with Rogue One. Okay, because I do mm-hmm. know that, but we'll talk about that with Rogue One. Okay. He doesn't design the Death Star; <clears throat> he just designs the weapon. Oh yeah, but um, still. So with um, Palpatine getting like the emergency powers, that was. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Jar Jar, that'd be a really cool scene. But okay, <laughs> look, guys, I hate to say it. But Jar Jar, like, being the one to make the motion to give Palpatine the emergency powers, that holds up with him being a Sith Lord. Exactly! Yeah. Like, I do not want to believe that, but when he's doing it in that scene... I know. I get it. And that's one of the things where it's, like, it's fun to think it's about. Also it's also the fact just, that he, like, has his hands, like, turned out, like, he's, like... Trying to like use some sort of like force. I just no. feel, I just no. feel like in his expression and the way that he and Palpatine, I don't know, like Jar Jar's no. bad CGI, but like they kind of connect in a way, yeah. and I think they. No. I look <laughs> no. Look, I not the Sith Lord. I am with you. you I don't. The Sith Lord. <laughs> I don't want that to be like. I, I don't I know. Don't want delegates. <laughs> Dello Felicates. Oh yeah, Dello Felicates. Dello Felicates. Dello Felicates. And uh, like that again, that's just like something no. where he's pretending to be insane because he's a Sith. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I hate to say it, but that that is would actually make it hold up. I, and that's the only way that it makes sense that Padme would make Jar Jar Binks her representative. Like yeah. when she was like Representative Binks, you're you know you're now a Senate, and I was like, Aah! why Padme? Are you dumb? But. If yes, clearly, but if they were going to set that up, that's a good way to do it. That's true. A- at least we know though that uh, that Anakin's not using a Jedi mind trick to um, to get her to sleep with him because Darth Vader can't do Jedi mind tricks because he's bad. <laughs> well, also no, Darth Vader can, but she remember he, he never said, does. He though. said that mind tricks don't work only work on the weak minded. Mm. Clearly, she is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Watto, Watto, and Jabba, as we know, are very strong-minded. Does yeah. not work against me. We missed talking about Watto coming back. We did. Oh, I, I like. 
I like oh, it. I, I'm fine with yeah. him. I think, <laughs> I think him coming back is like kind of cute. When it, I don't know. Oh, it is horrible. He came back. <laughs> yeah, if, if I didn't know about that, I would like him. The horrible yeah. stereotyping. Uh, not Jews and Muslims. Not because Muslims. not because he's a Jew. Like I don't I don't dislike him because he's a Jew. <laughs> you almost accidentally said something really anti-Semitic. I did, but it's it's okay. But we know what you meant. It's yeah. fine. But um, I I dislike him because I know that that's what he was. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Who who greenlit that? Who oh, yes. was like? No, Lucas. I know, but like, who thought that that was? Uh, it was Lucas. Who let him do that? Okay. Uh, the Rick, well, Rick McCallum and all the Yes Men producers that he had on with him. <laughs> just told him that everything in these movies were good. This you is know, that, that makes sense. That's literally what Rick McCallum was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So to get back to the end of this movie. I actually really like this lightsaber fight between Dooku. It's and cool. It's, it's not nearly as good. I love this fight. The it's not really as, as is nearly so as good. It's so unrealistic. And I mean, we'll get to Obviously. it also in Revenge of the Sith, that final lightsaber fight. But like, all of like... Okay, so it was kind of realistic in uh, Phantom Menace. The fight between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Well, yeah, because we haven't seen... Um, Darth Maul before, and it's it, it's reasonable to believe, or like anyone of his race, and yeah. so it's reasonable to believe that he, you know, they're like crazy acrobats, or maybe Darth Darth Maul is just super right. talented at that. But like some of the just <laughs> when are... you see this old guy doing, this, yeah, you're just like, goop. okay, okay, <laughs> it's I'll just give like you that. wow, they're going like super fast. Like there's no time for one of the <laughs> things about fight choreography is that you have to appreciate the time for like thought or knee jerk reactions, and it's like people consistently either make mistakes or connect. And I think that's what good fight choreography brings. When you have fighting that's literally just people, like, bouncing their lightsabers off of each other because they can, like, it just doesn't look real. Because yeah, I was like, there's, as hell there's no so way that, like, if you were actually, like, in a lightsaber duel that, like, is it, like, the force is telling them, like, oh, he's going to strike here next. I need to, like, I, I know so. exactly where I need to go to, like, do this. But, like, it just doesn't make sense. That's it doesn't, I take it. It just force. looks completely unrealistic, though. Eh, it never really bothered me. Maybe just because I grew up with these lightsaber duels. Yeah, I mean, the, and I did too. But the like, thing, the thing that I'll say is really cheesy about this scene is when Yoda walks in. Like he's standing at the door, and Count Dooku goes, "Master Yoda," and Yoda goes, <laughs> "Count Dooku." Why do they always say each other's names when they walk into the? Like, I, don't know. I love this. <laughs> it's scene. proper lightsaber dueling etiquette. <laughs> and look, it's cool, but why would they? Inter- like, why would they just say each other's names? Like, yeah, we know who you are. Like, and and uh, also the Anakin uh, in the Anakin and Dooku fight, I really like when Anakin hits the power line and it's just the just the colors of the lightsabers. Yeah, that's that's cool. I thought that was actually yeah. really cool. Um, but learn. then also Anakin gets his arm chopped off before Yoda comes in. Jeez, which is kind of fun. Wait, and this th- in this fight <laughs> scene, kind of fun. Yeah. this is the one that are, were you talking about the part where it's just like that close up of their faces? Yeah. That was so dumb. Really? I hated I that. It. That was just ridiculous. You just know. like see the lightsabers yeah, on I her like face. That. I like that. I think that's cool. I like <laughs> the colors. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, but also I do like, yeah, I like how, I like the little bit of the two lightsaber with Anakin. I thought that was fun to watch. And then he gets his arm chopped off. The only thing that's inconsistent is that it looks like he gets cut, you know, like halfway or a little past the elbow, like a little up further, like halfway mm-hmm. up the bicep. Yeah, but when they show it, forearm. but yeah, but when they, sh- when they show it in, in Revenge of the Sith, there's a little, it's just like, it's basically, he still has his elbow. Mm-hmm. Like he still has his elbow, which he definitely doesn't have in this movie. Yeah. Which is like, whatever, like you get an extra couple inches back and you get your elbow, but like, I guess because they didn't want to make it full. I don't know. That would be, yeah, that would yeah. been a lot of But work. still, it just kind of bothers me that in, in episode two, it's like halfway up the bicep, and then episode three, he has his 
elbow. <laughs> and then in episode three, he loses his legs. <laughs> in Spoiler episode three, he literally just gets fucked yeah. up. And then in episode <laughs> and, then, and then in episode six, he loses his arm again. Well, episode five, he cuts off his son's arm. Episode hand. six, hand. Fine. Episode six, he loses his hand again. And then dies. <laughs> and then dies. <laughs> and then he dies. Thus um, was the journey of Anakin. Yeah, but um, no, yeah. So I like this fight, and I it's like cool. I like the fight between Yoda and Dooku, <laughs> even though I don't love the idea of like seeing Yoda in a lightsaber duel. Like it's like, eh, but it's I, fun. I, love it. I, I like it. I like it more when they're it. battling with the Force, and he's like yeah, that's stopping cool. the bricks from falling. That's cool. Oh, yeah, it's so fun. good. He's um, just so powerful with the Force. Yeah, like, that's fun to watch. Um, so yeah, the lightsaber duel. Like I said, although we'll we need to we'll talk about this in Revenge of the Sith, I'm sure. But like, I do need to mention the fact that a lot of the times, like. How powerful are these people really? And, like, is it just that these people are, like, really powerful? Or is it that these people are decently powerful and everyone else is just shit? <laughs> nah, like, it's easy know. to make people look good when, like, everyone else is like, Oh, I got hit. I'm dead. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, no, I like I like the force powers that they show here. Yep. Um, and also, um, you know, I, I like when... Dooku is defeated, whatever you want to call it, by Yoda, and he goes off and goes to Coruscant. Since now, I, I have, really like I have a problem with this, because when he takes off on his ship, it, like some kind of sail opens from it. What wind is he catching in space? <laughs> like, what? why Why would he have a sail? It looks so space cool, wind. though. I, I love that so, part. It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. It, awesome. it looks cool. I appreciate the design, how it unfolds. That's a really cool visual, mm, I think, yeah. for, for a movie where the CGI is definitely subpar, but... Yeah. Why would that? That makes no sense. And, and also, they, like you said with that, they get rid of that in the Clone Wars series whenever Dooku's on that ship. Mm. So it's just yeah. gone. Because it's, it's not practical. Because they, yeah, they realized, oh wait, that's really dumb. Yeah. Because <laughs> Lucas wasn't in charge anymore in that series. Um, <laughs> but like, um, no, I really like the scene between Sidious and Dooku on Coruscant. I think it's actually really cool. I love the music here. I thought that's really mm. cool. Um, I think it's a really interesting way to wrap up the movie. And I think it honestly would have been a better place to close the movie than with uh, Anakin and Padme getting married. <sighs> I, I just love how <laughs> whenever um, Palpatine goes into Sidious mode, he just throws on that. Yeah, I know. As we know from Arrow, no one recognizes you. No one rec- recognizes you when you wear a hood. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that show. I don't know. But um, you felt the city. We'll talk about it on the, the YouTube. You can talk about it on I'll, YouTube. I'll, I'll talk about it with you. And I'll yeah. talk about it on Sounds YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, so I actually really like the scene with. Um, I like the scene when the Imperial March plays over the clone trooper army. I thought that was actually really good with Sidious standing over it. So that was good. And I thought the scene in the Jedi Council room with Yoda, Mace Windu, and Obi-Wan was actually really good. It's a good way to end, uh, wrap up um, the movie. What's really frustrating about this movie is like we get the we get the Clone Wars series, but it, this movie ends with the start of the Clone Wars, and the next movie starts with the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Where it's like... I, th- I think that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. I like I, that. I, I guess. Okay. But like, also we get the show, so we get to we get to see the Clone Wars. But like, right. I think that's something that they maybe should have capitalized on in the prequels themselves, mm-hmm. not maybe. the supplemental material. So, is there anything else that you guys want to bring up? There's so exactly. they spend so much time kissing at the end. Like that's they such do. a long yep. makeout session after their wedding. Like yeah. why? With C three PO and R two standing there, like <laughs> I was just saying, just is walking? that where Luke and Leia were conceived? Oh wow, um, <laughs> they gross. Yeah, very. Um, they do, I, I, I heard someone say like you know R two D two is there like from the beginning to the end Everything. and like yeah. he's just like he's seen everything and like 
you know, why would he not tell Luke that Vader's yeah. his father? No, I think I said that in the, in the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah, like but, this, like, yeah. He's, he's just omnipresent. But, yeah. um, I mean, <laughs> like, he really sees everything. Oh, he sees like, everything. He's in, he's in Padme's room while she's sleeping. Yep. He's there watching them make out at the uh, wedding. That's, uh... Oh, that's, he knows. That's he a knows everything. For him. He knows everything. <laughs> and he keeps his mouth shut. Somehow. Somehow he keeps his mouth shut. I love R2, but... It's like, just because it was... It, it was because the original trilogy was made before Lucas decided that he knew everything. <laughs> so, like... It's whatever at this point, but um, yeah. I wish yeah. I wish like in the Last Jedi, I wish Luke would have just called him out on that. Or just be like, fuck, man, you knew that that was my dad that Dude, entire time, and you said nothing. You knew everything. Not cool. I thought you were my friend. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I think we can wrap it up. Final thoughts, Brennan. Uh, yes. Uh, so I think as this movie, God is such trash. But I think my biggest problem is that I'm so disappointed with there are so many things that this movie could have done right casting a good Anakin making good dialogue for a love story that brings about one of the best heroes in the cinematic universe uh just so many things and like I'm I even think that, like, the trade negotiations and stuff like that could have been done in a way that made it really interesting. Like, if we had gotten, like, down in, like, with some character on the low levels or something like that. And I don't know if The Clone Wars delivers on that. It does. Um, and I was, I'm sure it does. Uh, and I guess I'll see because I want to start watching it. But, like... Skip through the first season. <laughs> get through the first season. This, mo- this movie is, like... God, it, it, it's just had so much promise, even after, especially after how, with how trash Phantom Menace was, it could have, like, soared by being, like, any, like, any bit better than that. But it just fell on its stupid face. And so, no, is there a rating lower than an F? No. Dang. This is, like, the worst movie. I, uh, I, I hate the really? Clone Wars. I, or, no, not the Clone Wars. Uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> but... God, this movie, I like it gets an F. The low, it's my lowest possible rating because it just makes me so angry with how absolutely shit it was. And you gave Phantom Menace an F as well. Mm -hmm. If there's any way like that, this could be an F minus to make it lower. That's what I would give it. Like, because it is my least favorite Star Wars movie, and I just think that it just it's so bad. Yeah. Um. I don't hate it as much as you. I think yeah. that everything with Anakin and Padme is absolute garbage. But the thing that does, I wouldn't say saves the movie, but makes it slightly better is I, I do enjoy the Obi-Wan storyline. I like seeing what he's doing with the clones. and uh, So when, you know, whenever Obi-Wan's on screen, for the most part, it, it's fairly compelling. I think they fix a lot of the mistakes of the first movie, but it, this movie does not recover from the god-awful script. And the god-awful acting from the majority of people besides Obi-Wan, um, I, I hated much more than Phantom of the Menace. Fa- yes. <laughs> Phantom, yes. Of the Phantom of the Menace. I'm turning into Floyd. Okay. <laughs> then episode one. Uh, I'm going to give it a D+. Plus. Um, I mean, I think, I think this even takes a step up from Phantom Menace. I think, I think this movie is a little bit better. I honestly, I really like... The, you know, the Obi-Wan, Django, Kamino stuff, I, I, that's really entertaining. Um, 
it's just everything with Anakin and Padme that's so painful, and the movie is just, it's just kind of tarnished by this creepy, mangled love story that they have. Mm. You know, like, and I mean, CGI took a step down, they got really CGI happy. Um, but you know, Obi-Wan is a more prominent role, that's nice, I love his, love his sections. Um, and... I mean, I talked before about the, the scene after Anakin kills all the Tusken Raiders. Like, that's not inherently a bad scene, and, and I think with a different actor they could have given us a really cool progression of Darth Vader. But they didn't, and that's fine. So, is C, C is rotten? C is rotten, yeah. I'm giving this a C, because I do think that it deserves a rotten rating, but I think it's, it's up from Phantom Menace, and it does have some really entertaining parts. Yeah, I have to actually very much agree with what you just said. Um, pretty much everything what you said I second um this going into these rewatch that we're doing for this podcast I thought this was my least favorite I was completely wrong on that Phantom Menace is worse than this movie I I think by it'll be a very close rating but I feel like I enjoy watching this a lot more probably because there's no Jar Jar or no Jake Lloyd like it's replaced with Hayden Christensen but one Hayden Christensen is not as bad as Jar Jar and Jake Lloyd combined so it's like it's I it's less painful to watch and like what I said Matt I think we both said this with Phantom Menace it's bad but some somehow I was entertained watching it and I think it's the same with this movie I was entertained watching this movie even though I knew everything that I was watching was pretty bad except for the Geonosis fight scene and some of the Obi-Wan stuff but, like, even watching the Anakin and Padme stuff, I was laughing. So I feel like I gotta give it some sort of credit that it entertained me because it was so terrible and so kind of fun to watch. But also, it's it's a Star Wars movie. It has lightsaber duels. It has cool action. Um, it has Lucas's creative touch. Um, so looking over those things, and, like, I agree with you, Logan. I, I do think this still deserves a rotten rating, which is why I'm also going to give it a C. Um, I think it is a slight step up from Phantom Menace. Um... But yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not terrible. It's it's that middle ground that it's sitting. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. You know, so, I mean, say what you will about it. It has a lot of creepy parts. It but. has a lot of bad stuff in it. I am not as we talked about in the last hour and a half. This has a lot of bad parts in it. But at the same time, there's a lot of good parts in it too that I want to acknowledge. So, for that, um, we all gave it a rotten review, but yeah. it's it's definitely better than Phantom Menace in my mind. Um, and we're going to be moving on to the movie that is what it sounded like is going to have a good debate in it. I think so. I think um, so. Because next week we are talking about the final prequel that I consider the good one, uh, Revenge of the Sith. It is the good one. It is. But I still don't know if it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about we'll it talk next about week. It. Um, so yeah, next, Revenge of the Sith. And then after that, between... Um, we, again, we're having a scheduling change. Between... Um, the prequels and um, the new Disney movies. We'll be doing reviewing the Clone Wars movie because it was theatrically released, um, and then we're going to be doing the uh, Disney movies as they come out. And then after Yay. that, we will be getting to Ready Player One and Vertigo, just because we want to yes. co-align yeah. uh, Solo with when it comes out. So we're going to try to get there. Yep. Um, in the next month. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, social media plugin, Facebook, I think, right? Facebook. Facebook. Um, iTunes, give us a five-star, whatever you think yes, we deserve. Please, please. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you liked us, give us a good rating. If you didn't like us, still give us a good rating because you might help someone who will enjoy it yeah. uh, find it. If they have a very low standard of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So help those people out, guys, because they clearly can't find podcasts for themselves. If, if there's anyone you know that enjoys movies a 
yeah. So, uh, I guess that's it. I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan. Uh, see you next time, guys. This, been, this has been the Cinematography Podcast. I'm gay and I piss and shit all over the place.